And the rubber chicken says... <laughs> Governor DeSantis may screw around with democracy all he wants, but you fuck with Disney and Goofy and Pluto are going to kick your ass, sir. But what do I know? I'm just a rubber chicken. <laughs> okay, I know you're angry. I know you wanted to work, but no, please stop that. There are plenty of time for us to talk. We've got to get on right now with Rantcast number 80, entitled... For Gilbert Gottfried, um, in my small way, I uh, just, uh, and this really, I mean, I, this is, uh, this is for him, this rant cast, um, it, it just to, to remember his name and, um, uh, it's another huge loss in terms of, uh, our community and, uh, and for all of us, uh, I was lucky enough to have Gilbert, uh, get to, to know Gilbert, uh, to spend time with him. I wouldn't say we were close friends, but we, we certainly, uh, enjoyed each other's company and had, uh, the great thing about you know, being a comic is to have access to people who are just, whose minds are unbelievable when it comes to, 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 to making, <laughs> well, to making folks laugh and, uh, and we have direct access to that. And they're sitting in a room and we hear things that would just, uh, that they couldn't, they couldn't handle Gilbert. Gilbert, look, Gilbert, Gilbert was a, uh, a foul mouthed angel in, in the sense, in the same sense, in, not the same sense, but in, a, in, a, in his own fashion, they were, they were unique in their own ways as, as Bob Saget, uh, another, uh, wonderful comic who we lost way too soon. And I would like to say that I believe if there truly is a God in heaven, that it's, if you're going to take these, uh, take away uh, these, these angels from us to convert them into a higher angel or whatever you're doing, then you have to on the set at the same time, take away someone who, uh, Whose, whose mouth and whose speech is filled with hate, okay? And it should be able to appear on the front page of a paper, so on one side or the other side. So we get a sense of balance here because uh, I don't see enough of it, and I'm not going to name names. No need to, you know. I don't care who it is that's spewing the bullshit that makes us try to get from one day to the next exhausting. And in order for us to evolve as a people, exhausting for us, um, it's uh, it's extraordinary that uh, uh, we've we lost uh, who, who we've lost over the past uh, since this <laughs> pandemic has started, and, and then we're just and, and then I uh, there was a funeral here in New York. I wasn't here for it, and I I, I feel badly about that. Um, for Gilbert, I, I had the, uh, I, you know, if, if you don't know him, look up his work. It's on YouTube. You can find him in all sorts of places. And if you've never seen the aristocrats or watched the, um, the, uh, 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 roast of you Hefner, where Gilbert makes a joke about, um, goes right over the line. He makes one of the first jokes about, uh, the, um, uh, about 9-11, he said, you know, he had a flight scheduled. He was going to wanted to fly somewhere, but they said they'd have to make a stop over at uh, the Empire State Building. Well, the audience here, and I believe it was in New York, just went went bats. They, they were not ready for this. Um, but the thing is with a tasteless joke is you don't really know it's tasteless until the, the, it is spoken. That's the problem because the person who's delivering the joke, if they had that kind of ability in their head, wouldn't be the, the comic that they are, okay? That's the deal. So he found out it was not going to go over. And uh, it's like you get kicked in the stomach. I don't know how the reaction was with Gilbert, but his response was so quick, so smart. So fast, 
that he went to the, the joke about the aristocrats. He had just dug the deepest hole ever, ever that I've seen a comic do. There've been a number of nights where I've watched this kind of thing, but that was on a, an epic scale being on comedy central and in front of really the, that goes it's Hugh Hefner. So it's the world. And then he comes back with the, the aristocrats joke and gets the audience back. It is, um, a great lesson in comedy. And, uh, and he, uh, he was always seen as crossing that line. And, uh, and I, I learned a lot by, by watching him. And I learned a lot about what that line is. And a lot of the times, and I will say this again and again and again, um, those, that joke was not meant, that joke he was out there for everyone. But a lot of the stuff that they would yell about him, especially that he did jokes on Twitter about the tsunami also considered tasteless and and were tasteless probably <laughs> uh, but but funny you know sorry um but not to the japanese it was about the tsunami and so not to them uh, understandably and uh, it uh, he lost his job a major job uh as the voice of the aflac duck and uh they could have kept that hidden <laughs> i don't uh, uh or maybe Gilbert told the world that anyway, but they, they, they fired him from that. Uh, it was on Twitter. It was one of those cases where, oh, we make the discovery, you put that out there, and then it's repeated, repeated, repeated. Uh, it was really meant to be for his audience, and uh, we, we learn over time uh, the lessons that social media teach us, uh, that you don't have a private audience there. And if somebody grabs it, they will repeat it and uh, they will tell you it is absolutely tasteless and will repeat the tasteless that they see. They, they, they will repeat what they see as tasteless a million times and then go, who see? Isn't it tasteless? Oh, boy. Um, I was lucky, too, to be able to see Gilbert before he was known. And it was at the Improv, which is literally around the corner from where I am now. And from where I worked at the West Bank, uh, and uh, I'd gone over there to uh, I, I to just watch what it was like in a club. I had no interest in being a comic. I was doing comedy, but really had no interest in it. Had already auditioned at some clubs for to, just to see to learn more about it. And but it had, was so enraged by their the processes to get into those clubs. Uh, and, and the advantage I felt that was being taken of me and others, but Gilbert was up on stage and, uh, at one in the morning, it's that last go round. there are 12 people in the room and he, uh, picked up, I'll never forget. He picked up uh, two server trays, round ones and, uh, and just did 25,000 spectacular things. He improved his way into the, uh, into the closing. And I went, wow, I'm in the presence of uh, someone who really uh, is a comic genius. I knew it at that point, and um, I'm truly was blessed, to, you know, to have spent that, that kind of time with him and being able to watch him perform. Uh, I will miss him. Uh, I also miss the, um, on a different level, certainly, but it was made for a segue. The uh, the mask mandate, uh, which started, uh, which was dropped and immediately, even though we're experiencing uh, an uptick in uh, two variants. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Uh, I may not be a scientist or a doctor, but I do know I've watched this each time. And each time there is a new variant, I know immediately because someone that I know who's been extra careful and been taking care of themselves uh, gets it, even though uh, and and all of them have been vaccinated. So it's they get sick and it's not some a little worse than others, but they they don't go to the hospital. Um, I know of only one case where they had to go in and, and I don't know if it was I'm still not sure if it was because of the um the, what they, they were giving uh, to them in terms of that the reaction may have been to the drug they were giving to them after they'd received the, you know, after they'd gotten the COVID uh, because the person was older. 
So, uh, and there's side effects to that drug that might have been what did it. But uh, it's just amazing to me that um, uh, this federal judge decided, and I was um, one of the last planes flying back, flying out that, uh, you know, that you, uh, the, the mask mandate was in effect. And then three days later, three days later, three days later, uh, I'm on a plane and nobody has to wear masks anymore. And I'm sorry. Um, I, I've heard and I didn't look it up because I've been so busy trying to deal with my upcoming special and I'm trying to get tickets sold and things for the, the markets I'm coming to. The cities I'm coming to, they call them markets. That's how come I think we're not selling tickets is because the... <laughs> Because Live Nation calls them markets. And then I just said it. Bad, Lewis, bad. Um, so uh, I apologize for that. The, the cities and the towns that I'm coming to. It's, it's, it's taken up my time. But I, I've heard that this, uh, this, the judge, the federal judge, made this determination. This was the first ruling this federal judge had made. Um, and I would think... Um, I, I can understand in part that it was based not on health, of course, um, you know, the judge can't rule on that. It was based on the fact that the language of the law uh, was not really what it should have been. So if you wanted to do it, you had to rewrite it again, or then you'd go to another court to try to um, put it back in place. I, I just felt like uh, for the people who are immunocompromised, especially, and for people who are, have a, a, a fear of getting onto a plane without people with masks on because of like, for myself, there's a certain level of that fear because I'm going to see my mother soon. I don't want to get it. I, I know that they keep yelling the planes are safe. I don't, who knows? Um, you know, I've uh, had pe friends come off of coming from a, doing a flight and then a few days later they get sick. So who knows? Uh, but um but I also know that it's I have uh, I'm, I want to get this special done. I have shows I want to do. I don't want to get sick. I don't want to put anybody in harm's way, especially my mother. Uh, and I want to be able to do those shows. I don't want to have to cancel because I came down with it. Um, and I just was recently exposed and had to deal with five days. of blah, 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 And uh, and I uh, and I found out that, uh, you know, today I've, I've tested good. I'm tested, <laughs> tested negative. And um, which is which means positive. <laughs> um, so I uh, am really uh, I, I'm, I I just don't understand why if you're you don't you, you don't just say okay that's it in the next day that it, 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 it especially when it comes to our health I don't get it. Um, that the, I think if the judge had any sense of health. And it was a Florida judge, and there was no pandemic there, uh, of course, um, even though a lot of people died. A lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people. I think the third most uh, of all the states. Um, you can look that up. I saw it in four different places. I can't do the amount of research that needs to be done. They will, uh, you know, they didn't, they, 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 there'll be a denial coming through. So that's uh, all I can do is tell you that it's, that's basically what the numbers that uh, the people that I trust, because we're living in two separate realities. And then the, the ones that normally were getting out the information needed um, to, to allow us to, uh, to, to, to live our lives sanely. So one would think that just out of common sense, uh, that the judge would have said it, this will be instituted in two weeks, you know, so that those who had purchased tickets, it was three days. I mean, people were hopping on planes the next day. And the, the, those who were immunocompromised, those who had underlying conditions, those who were old might have thought, oh, maybe I'll wait a while. Maybe I'll wait because there, there are these two variants out there. But, you know, no, whether we got to get on with our lives, we got to push forward. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck those immunocompromised. It's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. And uh, meanwhile, DeSantis <laughs> is, uh, wow, I mean, I can't get over the, what he's doing. Um, it, 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 Governor DeSantis in Florida is like, it's dictatorial. 
it just comes a point. I mean, he's coming. He basically is lashing out at Disney and then they just say it's a fake thing. We'll see. But I mean that he's lashing out at them because uh, they uh, responded, which they're allowed to do to his, uh, you know, his idea of instituting the fact that you can't in a, you know, uh, I guess it was grades kindergarten through third. You can't discuss, um, you know, uh, gender. Uh, come on. Let's grow up. Okay. Let us grow up. Nobody's going to be gendering around. And people have, there's a lot more that needs to be teached. You didn't need to put your foot down. You didn't need to show, oh, boy, look at me. Look at me. I'm really, I'm for your rights. It's not a right. It's an educational it's an educational institution. You're a governor, okay? Let the educators deal with education, okay? You know, and I'm sorry that you're intimidated by the fact that there are people who spent and devoted time to wanting to give service to children and teach them, and they're not there. It's, you know, and, and you kind of put up this thing. It's like Disney is some sort of pedophile, you fucking idiots. No, they're not really doing Shut up, okay? Is that instance of that crap filtering in through our society, but they're, you know, pointing at people who not even close to being pedophiles, you know, focus on reality. And we've got, we got enough problem with pedophiles. Go for the real ones, huh? Put the money into that. All right. Not this madness. And then he, and then he's going to gerrymander on his own. I mean, he's, it's a dictatorial governor. It's, it's extraordinary. I mean, that's what it is. You don't allow one man especially the governor of a state to decide how you divide the state up in terms of voting districts. You shouldn't even allow a party to do it. Okay. It's ludicrous. And the Supreme court can't fucking figure that out over time, over it being a liberal court or conservative court or any fucking kind of whatever court, please. God heaven. Do it. It's got, to stop, I mean, there has to be a way in which an independent commission in every fucking state decides how you divide up the districts. Ludicrous. And then, of course, everybody's favorite, Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, uh, is uh, somebody's uh, filed a suit saying, a number of people saying that uh, she shouldn't be allowed to run because she was involved in the uh, um, January 6th uh you know, uh, insurrection and uh, it was tried to overthrow the government in some fashion or certainly in terms of voting. And um, they've taken her to court. She was on the stand and uh, she couldn't remember anything, 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 anything. Did you say this? Anything. Couldn't remember a thing. Couldn't remember a thing. And then there's there's things that she tweet, tweeted out. She couldn't remember tweeting them out. Maybe, and this could be it. Um, giving her the benefit of the doubt here, that uh, COVID, uh, she has COVID, COVID, COVIDity of the brain, that that's what happened, that she caught it early, um, ran for office, and then started flapping, the, flapping her gums and saying shit that she can't even remember now. And uh, she, you know, because she's uh, really moved on to a better tomorrow. Because she's found out, I guess, that maybe it doesn't matter if uh, if she's she make more money if she's not in Congress. OK. And the proof of that is Joe Biden, who just made uh, only six hundred thousand dollars last year, him and his wife, but paid one hundred fifty thousand dollars in taxes. OK. Why don't you look at that for a moment? Elon Musk. OK. Forty four billion you're going to pay for. Uh, yeah, there's no no need to tax him. Forty four billion for Twitter. That's going to be a fun little thing to do now. Son of a bitch. Ugh. And that's what we got. I've got one thing to read to you. Here's a, a little bit. Two little pieces for, for you. One, a 21-year-old chihuahua in Florida just recognizes the oldest dog alive by the Guinness Book of World Records. People can't believe how good he looks for his age. 21. Whew. I had a dog that... Um, uh, I'd given up uh, my, to my girlfriend at the her uh, at the time her parents and that dog lived to 18, which I thought was pretty remarkable. But 21 and a Chihuahua, how would you know? I mean, it's 
Maybe they maybe it's because the person uses makeup on the chihuahua. Who knows? But this one is the one really that's over the top. I, I this this is where you see that the uh, those the far left, the far right have got to literally. Uh, be, they should just put them have a cage match, not where they beat each other up, but they just sit in a cage and yell at each other, you know, and 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 not bother us. And then they show at the end of the week that maybe the best yelling, like five minute clip, somebody edits it like they do do my bullshit here. And so here we are, two members of a Scottsdale, Arizona diversity, equity and inclusion committee accused a DJ at a disco themed school charity event of dressing up in blackface. Only to be told the DJ, Kim Coco Hunter, is a black man. Is a black man. <laughs> DEI, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee member, Stuart Roden amended his accusation. This is saying Hunter appeared to be at the very least in dark, darker makeup, if not blackface. Wow. Both sides. Boom, 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 boom. The brain just reels reels uh we have got to uh, uh we, we our, our educational system is in tatters if that's who's i just but i don't care if, if it is in tatters that, that's he's a problem as much as desantis is a problem okay and you and i i don't even know if one would call him uh, an educational person i don't know uh, I don't even know two members of the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee. Of, of where? At the school? No, but it's not. No. Who knows? Uh, we need to let our educators educate. We need to pay them. Okay? We need to pay them. And that's all I got to say. You can hear in the background, maybe I don't think so, the, uh, the sirens as they speed across the... The city of New York, as I uh, close this, our uh, 80th, ooh, 80, huh? Our 80th Rantcast together. Um, I, I really would like to thank all of you who continue to send in those rants. Uh, if you haven't heard yours, it has nothing to do with the quality of your rant. I will be reading, I hope, some more of them this summer. As uh, my tour winds down, really not winds down, but winds up to the final big crescendo at the uh, special which we are shooting at the uh, Paramount Theater in Huntington, New York and that will be on May 15th at 8 o'clock um, if you can be there that would be great I would deeply appreciate it um, an, a, an interesting beautiful little theater there and uh, I really would uh, hope I'm hoping that all of you can get out there uh, who can um, but before that, I, this week, I'm April 28th, 29th. I'm at the Fillmore Theater in Detroit, the 30th, the Chicago Theater in um, in Chicago. A big, big room, with, uh, but a, a great one, a great theater. And uh, and finally, the um, in uh, and not that the Fillmore isn't, I did a special there. And... Uh, then finally, um, in Champaign-Urbana, the Virginia Theater. Then May 5th, I'm in Richmond at the Carpenter Theater. May 6th and 7th in Washington, D.C. Uh, at the my old stomping grounds, the Warner Theater, where uh, I, it's like being on that stage is like taking a warm bath. Ending in Greensburg, Pennsylvania, on uh, the 8th. I hope you can make it out. We've still got tickets for those shows. Washington, D.C., by the way, folks, Washington, D.C., uh, the second show on May 7th. Uh, we've still got, uh, for those of you who are a member of the fan club, the FUs out there, let me just say, uh, we've still got great seats for that that we're holding for you. Uh, don't let us have the, I don't want to turn them back to the powers that be that we put them aside for you guys. So that and if, so if you're still looking to come to DC or if you're in DC and want to see the show, um, that's the way to go. Join the fan club. You have access to a ton of stuff. I'm even going to make Kathleen a member. I've forgotten to. 
You have access to all the rants, everything, a ton of stuff in a treasure trove that uh, I'm sure when there'll be more coming, I'm, I'm uh, on the way and that more coming for you. And uh, thank you. Um, all of you who've been coming out, all of you who've sent in your rants, all of you for what you've given me. It means the world to me. Um, I hope you have a uh, splendid week and that uh, the the summer brings us a chance to uh, get over the bullshit that we're all slinging and uh, maybe relax for a minute and remember that we are in this together. Take care. We are coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio. At the beautiful Taft Theater, and I wish uh, that, you know, that those of you who are watching could have been here tonight, because this, this audience was fucking unbelievable. <laughs> and, uh, and it was really, I, I, I didn't want to come back from my vacation, and now, fuck. <laughs> Now, I, now they make me feel like working again. What a bunch of pricks. You know, that's, uh, for those of you who have not been to Cincinnati, it's kind of been, there's been a bit of a boom here. When I first came here, you know where I first appeared here? Years, years and years ago at a place called, it was a jazz club called Bentley's. And, uh, and I was, yep, and, and that's why it's no longer here. Oh, five people who applauded. Uh, did he say he was riding a Bentley? No. No. Um, so it goes way back, and then you have to go have your... The, the, the thing that separates Cincinnati in terms of you, makes you wonder is that they... And, and for years, I still consider it like... It's like the, the mystery of the Sphinx. What, what possesses these people to eat five-way chili? There's a, a place called Skyline Chili, which is, yeah. You, and all I can say is fly here and try it. And tell me if I'm wrong. I think that they signed a pact. And they all said, look, we are really gonna come up with this fucking idea that's kind of stupid. And we're going to sell it and just tell everybody it's great. It's five-way chili. And all you need to know is this. You need to put the, the chili goes on top of spaghetti. Okay? That's it. Chili and noodles is something that nobody, nobody in the history of the making of chili ever said, fuck, where are the noodles? But I don't want to digress because we have a... They have written some stuff, and you will certainly get a sense of, of, of why you should spend some time here. <laughs> the first is from Dave McGowhey. I hope I got your name right. I'm missing the season finale of Ghosts for this. <laughs> well, and I'm sorry, Dave. I, you know that you can probably fucking see it again. There's 12,000 ways to do it. Just ask somebody in any row. As you're leaving the theater, just turn to anyone and they will tell you how you'll be able to catch that series finale. But thank you for ripping yourself out of your home. I have watched Ghosts. I fucking have no clue as to how that show is on the air. It's, it's loved. It's fucking loved. And, I'm, I'm, and you are really, and I can't wait, my friend, uh, one of my close friends, who I actually was, uh, was uh, just saw recently, was Marklin Baker, who is actually from Perfect Strangers. He's on Ghosts, and that's the only reason I fucking watched the show. <laughs> and I think he was on the last episode, so I'm going to tell him that you fucking love it, Dave. And he's going to be coming to your house for chili. <laughs> Caitlin Brown needed to share this, and I know why. When your child ends up wanting nothing to do with you and only wants daddy, I'm sorry. I only destroyed my body carrying you for nine months. 
and then puts you out of my crotch with no meds, and what happens? The little shit only wants daddy. <laughs> Going on four years now, and there's no credit where it's due. Scott Oakes, please rant about how aging makes sex better. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to rant about that. Because after 45, I still come the same. I just do it before 10 p.m. Well, it's past 10 p.m., and I hope that you didn't do that here. This is Rob Calvert. We have a few about their baseball team. The, 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 uh, this is a follow-up to my Cincinnati Reds ownership note from before. I'm flying a banner over the stadium on Saturday. I set up a GoFundMe page to pay for it with anything extra going to the free store food bank of Cincinnati. Here's the link. Uh, not, I don't have it. The banner being flown says, where are you going to go? Already gone. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> This is in reference to Phil Castellini, who's the owner, telling Reds fan, where are you going to go if they challenged ownership and ineptitude? He's an arrogant fuckstick. <laughs> and I hope he's here tonight. So it's uh, thanks, GoFundMe.com. Show your Castellini love on Saturday. <laughs> um, it's, uh, you know, and then it's... <laughs> This is followed by Don Lewis. The Cincinnati Reds are fucking awful. The owners sold off all our players. They do this every two years. We're always in a season of rebuilding. Someone expressed this frustration to the, to the Reds president, Phil Castellini, and that arrogant, smug asshole asked us where are we going to go and then proceeded to threaten the fans with moving the team out of town. Fuck Phil Castellini. <laughs> Uh, what's interesting is you can take my team, which blows on a different level, but sucks. I've got, we have pitchers, we actually have picked up a few pitchers who have no hands. That's it. Well, they're, seriously. Price is very good. You know, seriously, they, and sometimes they can go maybe two or three pitches. No, it's fucking unbelievable. I'm the Baltimore Orioles, okay? Yeah, good. Why don't we play each other and see who, who really is a piece of shit, okay? First, I know you guys are on a losing streak of, what, 116 games, but we're, we're right on your tail. They're, our first four games, we scored one run in 36 innings, okay? Fucking, even, like, just sending somebody out with a, a fucking fly swatter could come up. You could combine our two teams, and we'd still be, we wouldn't even be able to play minor league ball. Marissa Alexander, Scott, I'm a veterinarian. This is unbelievable. Why are people returning their pandemic pets? Oh. Wow. Wow, I, if that's one of the pets, that's the scariest thing I've ever heard. I heard this week that local shelters are having to euthanize healthy pets just because some Karens and Gens decided that pet parent parenting is hard or say, I didn't know they would cost this much. Wow, that's... Pandemic pets. Wow. Son of a bitch. I had an imaginary pet. I did. I had an imaginary dog. The fuck ran away. <laughs> Lisa Thrush, my boyfriend, tried to sneak into your show in Cincinnati with a beer in his back pocket. <laughs> Boy, that's thinking, huh? Got busted. Look for an I looked for another guy to take his ticket and sit next to me. <laughs> They let him in anyway. Should I take him home or leave his ass searching for his beer in the trash can outside the Taft Theater? <laughs> yes, sir, Bob. I think you know the answer. Okay, Angela Reif. For fuck's sake, why are people still wearing the face diapers? There are people here tonight with them as everywhere else. It's over. Take that shit off. You look like a retard. Okay. See, and I don't know, here's part of the problem we deal with. When I deal with 
that somebody could write this just to hear me lose my fucking mind. <laughs> and I get a lot of that. It's like called poking the bear, okay? Um, but if that's legitimate, I've, I've talked about it in the act, I would continue to talk about it, okay? There are reasons people wear that mask, and you can't criticize them for wearing that mask. And there's no reason for that. There is no reason at all, none whatsoever. Um, and you're going to have to take a short course, and I don't know where you get it, in empathy, because that's what it boils down to. I have to see my mother. It's this simple. Whether you want to believe it or not, I believe that uh, because I've watched people get sick over and over and over again, and I go to see my mother. My mother's under three. She got boosted. I'm going to see her in two weeks. When I get there, I wear the mask so that when I get there, I'm fucking sure I'm not sick. That's why I wear the mask. And if I look like I'm, there's something wrong with me mentally, I don't really care, because I don't. See, Cincinnati's been having some problems, and, you know, they, they almost won that Super Bowl, and I was a big, I'm serious, I was, I was a big Joe Burrow fan, I'm a big, uh, my, my team, and that, and the lack of applause for the team is just appalling, okay? Everyone in this room, you couldn't, you're too tired, couldn't put your hand, no, 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 too late, too late, I'd grown to love you, and now it's gone. My team is the, is the Washington, I won't even call them the, what their name is. Their new name is even worse. The, the commodes. <laughs> and, we, and so I started tracking you guys. I love watching your team. I think they're terrific and it was a pleasure. And I was, I really. And I thought they were going to win because I refused to bet on them in that fucking Super Bowl. I said, fuck, if I don't bet on them, I bet they win. <laughs> fuck. So Cincinnati, Ohio was just ranked number two highest homicide rate increase today. <laughs> Someone just applauded and that was really... And if that were not bad enough, I had to pay $6 for a small bag of sugar pecans in the fucking lobby or risk my girlfriend feeling like I don't love her enough. This is written by Steve Carell, which is just not true, but ends it with, as if I didn't love her enough, as if she isn't worth six dollars. <laughs> I'm ending with this because I think it, uh, it's not something written by you guys, but that it's really just a great piece of writing, and I think I know you'll enjoy This is so up your alley. Um, the, the, this is Casey Ray. Can we just admit the job title of influencer? is a new age way of people indulging their narcissism. <laughs> These people think that because they're attractive that I would give a single fuck about seeing pictures of them pretending to frolic in a field. It really is so bizarre that they live manufactured fake pseudo-celebrity lives. They hire professional photographs to take photos of them in different clothes on different streets and parks. And then they host Q&As, like anyone gives a shit. <laughs> Stephanie, we all know you're just answering your own questions, and no one, and I mean no one, gives a fuck what kind of coffee you drink in the morning. People are dying, you narcissistic, ignorant twat. An estimated 40 wars are happening on this planet just this year. 40 this year, and your contribution to the cosmos, to the great history of this humankind, is to film a video of yourself trying on hundreds of dollars of crop tops and pants from a child's sweatshop labor factory? Can you smell the sweat from their tiny, nimble little fingers? 
Your ancestors fought off war, famine, disease, and Mother Nature, the bad bitch herself, so that you could grow up to lip-sync a Kardashian for five seconds and show discount codes for corporations. I hope you know your ancestors are weeping at your cringeworthy, horrendously stupid, and awkward-to-look-at TikTok dance that you had to reshoot it six times because you couldn't even stay on beat. I sincerely and genuinely ask that you consider your meaningless contribution to the forward progress of civilization and the betterment of your fellow humans. You will possibly wallow in shame, or maybe you'll see the bigger picture finally and be committed to making some kind of small, positive impact on the world, and then lay your head on your essential oil pillowcase, <laughs> pull down your silk eye mask, go to sleep, wake up, and then forget all about this revelation. And then take a picture of your bathroom counter or that stupid smoothie that looks like it tastes like shit again. As I know you will, because you are an extraordinarily wannabe, fake-manufactured, bullshit, off-brand, diet little cult leader. You self-indulgent, self-centered, self-obsessed psychopaths. That came from Casey Ray. That's all we've got for you tonight. We're here tonight in Akron, Ohio, at the beautiful Goodyear Theater, and it's a pleasure to be here. And uh, we have... I've not been in Akron in a long time. Literally, we just drove in. Uh, I can't, usually I tell you what I saw today, but I didn't see anything. Um, but uh, but from, I gathered that things are getting better for some people from what I've read in the rants, and for other people, it's been a hellhole. So I don't know. I'm not sure how things are going. I do know that a lot of rubber is made here, and um, apparently it's made everyone, you know, but I don't, I, I'm, I'm gonna stop. I do know, I, I remember, and I don't know if there's still, still some, the, 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 it's the, 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 your, your minor league baseball team, they were serving a sandwich there, right? That was fucking staggering. Yes, they were, because I did it on the Daily Show, fuckers. Don't go quiet on me. <laughs> okay, that's it. Son of a bitch, they just, they'd been really great. I tell you, right until that moment where they went, ah, oh, fuck him, let's watch him die. That's what they told me. They handed me a report. I saw it, a fucking sandwich. I can't remember what was in it. And I would have done my homework and fucking, you know, looked at the, but fuck it. No. It wouldn't have been worth it because you fucked, you fucked me here. Maybe they don't make that sandwich anymore, Lewis, you dumb piece of shit. Maybe the team's left town. Maybe the team said, fuck you and fuck your sandwich. Rubber chicken. Rubber chicken, yes, thank you. This goes to Aaron Dauterman, who said this. When I first heard Akron was the rubber city, I initially thought of condoms. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. Maybe if we were known for condom production, there might be a lot fewer degenerates from around this cesspond of a city. <laughs> and being a suck on resources, that's a delightful little thing. And nice for you. That went throughout the world, Aaron, throughout the world. And you've done a pretty good job of stopping people from moving here. I think that one... Always nice to really begin with something like that, but I thought we should get it off, you know, just get that off the, the table there. This is Andrew Mortensen. <laughs> it appears the only way I can get out of the house alone without the wife or kid is to come to your Akron show. Because <laughs> the wife doesn't find you to be funny at all. Claudia Castaneda, Mr. Black, I had a shitty day and was not feeling like leaving the house, but then I thought, Fuck, I've got tickets to a show. I bought them a long time ago, and if there's someone that can make me laugh by only saying, fuck you, <laughs> that be you. So here I am. Say, fuck you, Cece. Okay, fuck you, Cece. <laughs> there's, uh, I will, there's a, this is from Don Kroger. This is, my, might I suggest, an industrial strength anger button. It's a piece of merchandise that I sell, and, um, and, I'm, and I, people have been pissed that we're not bringing merchandise to sell at the shows, and I won't do that until we're 
through this, the rest of this nonsense. I'm not going to put somebody else up in terms of dealing with that, and eventually we'll be bringing merch back. But, but right now, you know, you just got to go online. And um, Mr. Black, uh, I've already gone through three of the anger buttons. <laughs> and by gone through, I mean beat them to fucking death. One of them had the audacity to whisper your rants at me kind of defeated the fucking purpose of your rants. Needless to say, that button shattered into a million pieces. <laughs> Oddly enough, watching its destruction brought me great pleasure. <laughs> Holy shit, here's an idea. Sell some shit meant to be smashed for those of us with anger issues. <laughs> oh yeah, and fuck Ohio. <laughs> well, oh, tough shit. Okay, you should have sent something else in, huh? Did you send anything in? I doubt it. Okay, that's what you allow to come through. I'd say this constantly. Okay, he said, fuck Ohio. What can I tell you? I'm not supposed to read it? Well, no, yes. Yeah, I am. That's the deal. It's for people to get shit off their chest. And somehow Ohio has sat on his chest. John Houston, hello, Lewis. Welcome to Ohio, home to one of the most corrupt and inept state legislatures in the country. There. Boo, boo. Bold statement, you say, let's point out an example of how they live by the mantra, government, if you don't like the problems we cause, just wait until you see our solutions. Very good, John. Gun violence is growing, and illegal guns are a problem everywhere. Our solution? Don't require pesky things like licenses or registration. Then it's no longer illegal. Brilliant. That includes concealed carry. That's right, Lewis. When you're out enjoying a nice glass of wine after tonight's show, that bulge in the pants of the person sitting next to you at the bar is probably not because they're happy to see you. But what's next? Maybe we'll eliminate fatalities from excessive speeding on the interstates by eliminating speed limits. <laughs> Holy shit, we can eliminate COVID by passing legislation that declares it doesn't exist. Maybe we can eliminate racism by preventing teachers from talking about pesky topics like slavery or the Holocaust in schools. Oh fuck, I forgot we already have people working on that in the legislature. <laughs> So again, thanks for coming to Ohio, Lewis. Please come back soon. I promise we will supply an unlimited amount of material for your act. <laughs> so I recently asked my third grade students to come up with some writing topics for us to use in class. After calling on every student I could, I reluctantly called on that kid. You know the one, the one that gives really ridiculous answers every time you call on him. Go ahead, what would you like to write about? Mrs. Ponton, Mrs. Ponton, um, 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 um. how do you make donkey syrup? <laughs> what the actual fuck? <laughs> I'm reading you this because this comes so far out of nowhere and it's just a perfect time to read within the context of where we're at with, with, the, with spring kind of fucking us, you know. This is from Chris, Christopher. Amadeo. Raindrops on roses, whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. I hate your fucking holiday blow-up lawn decorations. <laughs> I literally, I literally just got this a few days ago. You gotta understand that. Somebody has been sitting on this quite some time and it finally was just, fuck, I can't wait till Christmas! Don't, don't misunderstand me, I love lights on houses and traditional lawn decor, but you lazy ass redneck hillabilly NASCAR fans and your inflatable frosties or Santa flying a fucking airplane can go fuck yourself. <laughs> and what is more sacrilegious than an inflatable nativity scene, you couch potato fucks? You take two minutes to plug in your wannabe Macy's parade on your lawn, but never take 30 seconds to pick up your dog shit.
that's good. And you fuckers don't just put up one, but four to 40 of these monstrosities for every fucking holiday. Minions, the pups from Paw Patrol, and Disney characters are too damn much. Either your kid is in charge of all your purchases, or you have an odd fucking fascination for juvenile things. But what about the kids, you say? It's fun for the kids. Think about the kids. It's Christmas. You know what else is fun for the kids? Covering the floors and walls in bubble wrap and setting a plate at the dinner table for the family dog. But we're not doing that because it doesn't make sense. We could power third world countries with the amount of electricity you're using on your gaudy ass Hawaiian Santas and inflatable jack-o'-lanterns, jackass. But yet you can't fucking make your car payment. And by the way, those light projectors that illuminate snowflakes or other designs onto your house, it's a holiday, people, not a Pink Floyd show. <laughs> and by the way, take your fucking tacky-ass decorations off your cars, too, you slim gym-eating lame-asses. Wow. Wow. I have to read that again. And by the way, take the fucking tacky-ass decorations off your cars, too, you Slim Jim-eating lame-asses. It's a car, not your village parade. You're not celebrating holidays. You've got your noses so far up the box store's asses, you can see what they ate for lunch. So get up your redneck asses and go to the county fair and leave the decorating to the people who really care. Thank you for caring. Thanks for coming out tonight. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me. Aha, Lewis Black. It is produced by James Salkine. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. And most of all, thank you, all of you who ranted so well on this show. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.